Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore. Welcome to uh, Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit gets fed and our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. God has planned a good life for us. Though not everyone is experiencing that, it's still true. It's still available. But the way we lay hold of his good things is through our faith. And faith comes by hearing his word. And faith is developed by using our faith. So uh, hence, faith school. So we invite you to come in. We've saved you a seat right on the front row. Get your Bible. Get something to take notes with. And come on in. And let's pray and release our faith that we will get something good today that will help us to come up higher. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree together as touching this. We pray and ask you for utterance that only you can give. We ask for eyes and ears and hearts that can see, hear, and understand. Let there come divine revelation and a supply of the Spirit, just what we need. I, I pray that everyone that watches and hears will be quickened and made stronger in their spirit and, and that peace would come on their mind and that answers would come. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's open the textbook to chapter 11 of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. All this week, we've been on uh, the same topic and subject of um, faith-filled words. And if you, this is the first time you're joining us this week, uh, let me encourage you, go back to Monday and watch and listen and catch up because what, what we do today is built on what happened in the previous days. Won't cost you anything. Go and, uh, and take advantage of that. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, we're told, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I saw someone uh, talking about the universe on one of the science shows a while back, and they were talking about the relatively recent discovery of what they call uh, dark matter and dark energy. And they're saying that that comprises most of the universe and that most of the universe is not observable. I immediately thought of this verse. <laughs> it's made out of things that you can't see. Uh, sometimes people, even Christians, have said, you know, God created the world out of nothing. That's inaccurate. He didn't create it out of nothing. He created it out of energy that cannot be seen. There's more than one dimension. There's more than one realm. There is this natural, physical realm. But the parent realm of the material world is the spirit realm. The spirit uh, energy and 
matter and power that comes from God, who is spirit. And he's created us in his own likeness and image and called us to imitate him. Ephesians says, be ye followers of God or imitators of God as dear children. He, he didn't, he's not trying to keep us down uh, beneath him. He's created us in his likeness and image and he's called us to come up and act like he does. And one of the big things that he does is that he functions by faith. And his faith is released through his words. Even the very planet we're on right now and the worlds around us came into being uh, from unseen force and power, but the agency by which it came into being was God's spoken words. Faith-filled words created the universe. Now, with that in mind, go with me again to, we were there in Hebrews, go to the third chapter and the th uh, first verse again. Hebrews 3, 1 and you'll see that this, we're reading in chapter 11, but this is not the first time that has come up in this book. It's probably the fourth or fifth time. You'll see here three places leading up to chapter 11. Hebrews 3.1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession, other translations say confession, the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Why don't you say this out loud, class? Say, Jesus, Jesus is, the apostle is the apostle and high priest, and high priest of, my confession. of my confession. We see that he works with what we say. Skip over to the fourth chapter. You're there in chapter 3. Look at chapter 4, verse 14. 4.14 14 says it like this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us do what? Hold fast our confession. Profession, confession, same word. Since Jesus is our high priest, we are to do, we're to hold fast to our confession. You know, we uh, at Faith Life Church, uh, where we pastor, uh, we make confessions oftentimes. We make confessions at the front of the service. We make confessions during offering time. We may make confessions in the middle of the message, like we do here sometimes. And uh, there have been occasions where visiting people thought, that, that seems strange to me because they didn't do that at their church. But it's not strange. It, it, uh, it's something that, you know, God has been functioning by what he says from the very beginning. And the church used to know this centuries ago, that Jesus was the high priest of our confession that he works with what we say. And so it's not a new and strange thing. It's actually something that goes back to the beginning of the church that the church lost. 
You can see here writing to these individuals, he's already said it two times. We read it a third time in Hebrews 11. Since Jesus is our great high priest, what do we do with that knowledge? We hold fast to our confession. What's, that got, what's our confession got to do with him being high priest? Well, he's already told us in chapter 3, verse 1, that he is the high priest of our confession. Not just the high priest of us, he's the high priest of what we say. He's the high priest of our confession. Am I reading scriptures class? He's the high priest of our confession. That's Hebrews 3.1. Look again, here's another, uh, another mention of it, Hebrews 10, verse 23. Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Hold, let us, so this is not something that God does, it's something that we do, let us hold fast the profession, and now we see he had just said confession before, but here he tells us a confession of what? Confession of our faith. Hold on to it without wavering because faithful is he that promised. This is something that the church needs mind renewal. We, we need to get back to what the church lost generations ago. They knew this. And we should know it because it's right here in the Word. But the Lord Jesus is our great high priest. He works with our confession. He's not just the high priest of us. He's the high priest of our confession. And we are to hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. Why? Why would that matter? Well, with that in mind, holding on to that, look with me in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. First Timothy chapter 6, you'll see that he talks about the fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto you're also called and have done what? Notice this, professed a good profession before many witnesses. Or we'd say confessed a good confession. I know that uh, some, some folks that haven't been doing this, they think we talk too much about confession, but I'm reading scriptures. It has been overlooked. It's not some new thing that somebody came up with. How do you fight the good fight of faith? The very, before the verse is over, the very next phrase is talking about your confession. Verse 13, he keeps talking about it. I give you charge in the sight of God who quickens or makes alive all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate did what? Witnessed a good 
confession. How did Jesus run his race and finish his course by faith? Even at the end when there was so much pressure against him, even before Pontius Pilate, what did he do? He stood and did not compromise what he said, what he was. He, he made the confession about truth. And uh, Pilate said, what is truth? But he didn't change. He opened his mouth and boldly proclaimed the truth. Can you see the connection between confession and holding fast to your confession and not wavering and fighting the good fight of faith? They're mentioned in the same verses. So words... Everything that we see was created by words. And uh, though you may not have noticed it, there was at some point a war of words. Spirit beings that had been around God, the devil included, saw how he functioned and operated. And if you'll look in the book of Isaiah sometime or the book of, and the book of Ezekiel, it describes what the enemy tried to do at one point. Uh, the devil was not created the devil. Uh, he, he was created an angel and an anointed cherub. And uh, he had amazing things about him that God had created. Uh, abilities in uh, song and music and, and wisdom. And, and, and we don't know how long he was in the presence of God and was not the devil. But there came a point where iniquity was found in him, the scripture said. God didn't make the devil the devil. The devil made himself the devil. And he decided that being in God's presence was enough. He wanted to be God. He wanted to. And, and, and the way he, he tried to instigate this uh, rebellion is he said, I will exalt my throne. I will be like the Most High. I, and, and you read the scriptures, it's there in, in those writings I mentioned to you. What's he trying to do? He's trying to do what he has seen God do, which is speak words that release power, which is true and great, except one of the dumbest things you ever did was try to put your words against God's words. How many understand you're not going to come out good? If you say, I'm going to do this, and he says, no, you're not. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and when the enemy said, I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars and above the sides of the north, and, and I'm going to be like the most high, he's, he's trying to use words to rebel against God. And the Lord said, you'll be brought down to the pit, to the sides of hell. Well, whose words are going to win out with that? The enemy's words will be brought to naught and empty. But it was a war of words. Well, the enemy is still trying to do this today with all of us. Did you know that the scripture says that he is the accuser of the brethren? 
And he's trying to bring words against us and get us to agree with him against our own self. Say things that we shouldn't be saying, hurtful and harmful things. How do we fight the good fight of faith? We hold fast the confession of truth. No matter how weak you feel, you don't need to proclaim and decree, I am weak. How's that going to help you? You already feel weak. You look weak. You act weak. Why establish it and confirm it by decreeing, I'm weak? All you did was make yourself worse. There's something else you can do. You can act like God. You can call those things that be not as though they were. You can just quote scripture. Anybody remember the scripture said, let the weak say, I am strong. Now, yeah, but, but you're weak. Why, why wouldn't that be lying if you're weak and you said you're strong? You're not talking about how you feel. You're using your words like God uses his words. You're, you're releasing faith to change the situation. The Lord said, my words don't return to me void. They accomplish what I send them to do. They prosper in what I send them to accomplish and do. And we need to have that same mindset and be an imitator of God as dear children. And instead of saying, I'm so weak. I'm so weak. I just don't know how I'm going to make it through. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. No. And you won't be able to because it will be the weakness and the inability will be established in your life. But as a child of God who understands that I have the ability to speak faith, faith-filled words like my father and that my great high priest will back me and back my words that I speak in faith. He's the high priest of my faith confession. Oh my. If we believe this, we will stop frustrating the situation and we will give the Lord something to work with. We will give him something good to confirm in our lives. Didn't the scripture say, whatever you bind, Jesus said, whatever you bind, on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Is there a heaven-earth connection? Is heaven working with earth when we speak the thing, binding or loosing, that's in line with the will of God that he can confirm? Does Jesus, the high priest, work with our confession? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And it's how we fight the good fight of faith. Holding fast our profession. I know uh, uh, some years ago, I, I was believing for a specific thing materially and financially. And uh, months had gone by, and it seemed like we were further from it than when I started. And then a year passed, and then a year and a half passed, and it looks like this, this is not going to happen. And thoughts were coming to me. This is not going to happen. This is never going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. Those thoughts had come to my mind. And uh, uh, the, the Holy Spirit, I don't mean I heard a voice, but the Holy Spirit inside me prompted me, 
Where do you think that thought's coming from? It's not working. It's not working. Would the Lord tell you the word's not working? <laughs> Faith's not working? The Lord's not, no, that'd be from the enemy. And I thought that, that's, that's, that thought's from the enemy. And then the Spirit of God prompted me again. And why would he tell you it's not working? Why would he tell, if it's not working, he ought to be pleased with that. Right? No need to bother. No need to say anything. No, the devil is a known liar. Isn't that right? Jesus said he is a liar and the father of lies. So when he tells you it's not working, you should rejoice. (laughs) Because that's one of the surest signs. It is working. And of course, that would make sense if it's working and and it's about to manifest and, and be seen and done and the enemy can't get you to stop what you're doing, then he can't prevent it from happening. So it would, it would make sense that when, especially when it gets close, he's going to start pressing you, pressing you. It's not working. It's not working. Why? So that you will open your mouth and say, I guess it didn't work. I guess it's not working. I guess it's not, which is contrary to what the word says. And interfere and actually stop your own benefit. And so that that came to my mind, came to my mind. And uh, so when I saw it, actually Phyllis, my wife and I were going to a a restaurant. And 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 I told her, I'm going to go in here and wash my hands before the meal. And uh, as I was going to the restroom to wash my hands, that kept coming up to me. And I got the song that uh, uh, I later recorded. uh, And it's uh, Hold On. Hold on, keep believing, be strong. In a little while, it'll be all right. Hold on, hold on, it won't be long until your faith will turn to sight. Why am I talking about this? Because the Lord was encouraging me to do what? Hold fast, can you see this? My confession of faith without wavering, why? The enemy was pressing against me to give up and quit because of not seeing any change and the passing of time. Is there a fight going on here? Come on, can you see this? Is there a a push and a pull, a struggle? This is the good fight of faith. Uh, The scripture talks about uh, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. And the weapons of our warfare... They're not natural or carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he talks about casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So this describe, he, he, he says this is warfare and he describes imaginations and thoughts. And, of course, the the feelings that accompany all this. This is where the warfare is. Thoughts come. Thoughts of defeat. Thoughts of failure. Thoughts of confusion. Thoughts of depression. Lack. Etc., etc. Negative. Bad. Death. And God's Word says we are complete in Him. God's Word says we're forgiven. We're cleansed. We're made righteous. We're healed. Our needs will be met. And so we have a choice. We can agree with what we see and feel and we can say it. And like Job said, you decree a thing, it'll be established to you. We can 
establish and confirm problems in our life. I know in, in going to, uh, to school, the Lord helped me this because uh, um, I also, I, I go to flight school sometimes and, and uh, some of the things can be challenging. And if you, if you begin to say, oh, I don't know if I can get all this. I, this just seems like a whole lot. Well, you have already hurt yourself. You have dampened your understanding. But the Bible says he has made me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I have the mind of Christ. What kind of mind is that? That's the anointed mind. I mean, you don't get any more brilliant than Christ, than the mind of Christ. And if I begin to say, I can do this, I can get this, then I am loosing divine ability from him. And my high priest says, yes, they, are, they do have the mind of Christ. Yes, heaven backs up what I'm saying that's in agreement with him on earth. Oh, come on, can you see that? And the high priest of my confession confirms it in my life and power is released to affect what is being said. Well, the enemy knows this. So here he comes to get me to quit saying it, quit saying that. Say this, say this, say I'm dumb. Say I never was any good in school anyway. Say I'm tired. Say I can't get this. Oh, this is too hard. Oh, this is too much. This is too much because the more you say it, the slower you will get, the duller you will become, the dumber you will be. <laughs> Let the weak say, I am strong. Well, if you're weak, how's it not lying if you say I'm strong? You're not talking about how you feel. You are declaring something that is loosing something into your life that allows your high priest to confirm it even from heaven. So if you're smart, the dumber you feel, the more you'll say, I'm quick, I'm bright, I'm sharp. I have the mind of Christ. I am quick. He makes me, of, I'm quoting scriptures now, he makes me of quick understanding in the reverence of the Lord. Go ahead and say it out loud right now, class. I mean, we're in class. It'd be a good time to say it, right? <laughs> say it out loud. I have, I have the, mind the mind of Christ. He makes me, he makes me of, quick understanding of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And I can do all things, I can do all things through, Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. Is it true when we're saying that we are loosing God's ability in us and towards us? Is it true when we're saying that and we're just saying, we're quoting scriptures. We're saying what our high priest has told us to say. Is it true that he backs it from heaven? Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Praise God. Are we coming up, class? Yes. We're going to walk in faith just like our Father. Hallelujah. Well, that's all the time we have for faith school today. Uh, be sure, go back and get the previous uh, lessons. They're available to you. And come back tomorrow. We'll launch even further and higher in faith school. <laughs> 